It's time for Larry News Sports. My guests tonight, the graduate John Follow Through Representing the Detroit Pistons, Junkyard Jack Rokiki! And I'm your host, Larry. Seventeenth, twenty twenty-two, seven fifty-two p.m. Live streaming the night of the NBA lottery. Uh, dealing with all the technicalities of that, but I think we got it going on. How are you guys doing? How are you guys feeling about your teams? Feeling good. Feeling yeah. really, really good. Yeah, you representing the Houston Rockets and Jack representing the Detroit Pistons. Me, of course, representing the Knicks. But you guys have very good shots at landing in the top four. Yeah, uh, a couple of bottom feeders. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm the I'm the powerhouse, I guess tonight. Okay. Uh, so um, let's start off by uh, taking a little look at. Um, just share my screen here so we can start looking at like the odds just to kind of go over what's happening. Okay, so this is Tankathon, um, and there's you, number one, Houston Rockets. <laughs> Jack, you're at third. Um, so, and if we look at, or what is it, the pick odds? Okay, so Houston, fourteen percent chance of one. Around that for each two, three, and four, it's actually 13.4, 12. 12.7, 12.0, 47.9 at five. And that's the lowest they could fall. Um, and if, if they do fall to five, uh, your bo- your Iowa boy, Keegan Murray, is a possibility there. He, he is at five. Yeah. Um, I, I think they'll take, I don't know. Yeah, they he's on the table. He's on the table, five. but I think he's going to fall a bit. I think like uh, Shade and Sharp seems to be rising in a lot of people's kind of mocks and stuff. Um, Jack, you have the same percentages for the top four, 14, 13.4, 12. 12.7, 12. And then you get like a little bit more room for five, six, and seven, 14.8 uh, at five, 26.0 at six, 7.0 at seven. And uh, the Knicks, um, very unlikely to move up. Um, 2.0 chance at number one. Overall, a 9.4 chance in the top four. Uh, about, yeah, 2.2 for two, 2.4 for three, 2.8 for four. Most likely, they stay at 11, 77.6. Um, if somebody behind them jumps up, they'll go to 12, 12.6% chance of that. 
If two teams behind them jump up, a 0.4% chance of that, that'd be a very rare thing, and they'd move down to 13. And uh, if something crazy happens and 12 through 14, all three teams move up in the lottery, it's just over a 0.0% chance that happens, but uh, it's the Knicks, so that might happen. (laughs) If Cleveland wins again, I'm done with the NBA. Right. Like, that's it. Or New Orleans, who has a decent chance of it. Um, Yeah, but I feel like if New Orleans wins with LA's pick, then, you know, good for them. Yeah, that's foresight on making that trade. So, yeah, I'd be okay with them. So, I guess while we're watching, we'll see the first pick that, the first drawing, the ping pong ball drawing that will be interesting is uh, number 11 as, um, yeah, we'll see if... uh, that that would be where the Knicks are supposed to be slotted. Hopefully, I'm hoping, and I guess you guys are hoping too, that we see Cleveland at 14, Charlotte at 13, Clippers at 12, because that means none of them move up, and then I'm hoping not New York at 11. So <laughs> we'll we'll get to that as uh, we get to that. They are um, ESPN's currently showing some dancers in Miami, um, but I will definitely keep an eye on that in another tab. All right, so, um, Jack, supposing Detroit moves up to the top four. Yes. Um, as of now, who's your who's your top four in order? As be- like you know, obviously things can change over the next few months. But uh, I would say number one. I mean, this is tough. So mm-hmm. my number one and number two are. Um, in no particular order, although I'll give you a solid order, uh, Jabari Smith and Paolo Banchero. Oh, you have Jabari number one. Yeah, I okay. do. I think it's a good fit for the piece that we're missing, and I think that he has the biggest upside in the draft. Um, you know, the guy with his shooting skills and his size and uh, his length, it's, it's, you know, kind of the modern-day uh, big that everyone's looking for who has the, you know, guard skills. So I think that would be a great pick for us. Um, I mean, I think Paolo Manchero is the most, you know, obviously the most polished uh, NBA ready player in the draft. And I just think he has that star quality. I think he has, you know, whatever the it factor is uh, for someone who can, you know, take it to the next level in the NBA. Like he's already showcasing that and, and really did a good job of doing it in the tournament. So Jabari would be more of a, a, a prospect, high upside pick. Um, I think highest upside maybe in the draft. And then uh, Banchero, you know, Looking good. And then number three, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm like so worried about Chet Holmgren. Like he got tossed around. Uh, so I don't know. And then number, so I guess we'll just slot in, um, uh, Jaden Ivy at three and then, uh, uh, Chet at four. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think like people's big boards are going to be kind of all over the map, especially with the top three. Um, John, what are you, how are you ranking them as of now? So I've gone back and forth. Um, so I've harkened back to 2002, which is the last time the Rockets won the lottery. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was actually rooting for them to not win the lottery that year because I was, because Yao Ming was a clear number one pick. And I was like, Oh, this guy, he could be a total disaster. Um, turned out he was great. And, you know, if China hadn't ruined him, 
in the Olympics. He would have had like a long, great career with the Rockets. But he was a he was a little bit of a crapshoot. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've been I've gone back and this, but I'm kind of thinking Holmgren right now. And the reason is like if it works, it's gonna be awesome. Like I get I get the reasons it probably won't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I would I would love it if it does. And even if it does for a short period of time, I'm sure I'll be, you know, destroyed like you were with Porzingis um, <laughs> when like, it all falls apart. But I just I can't help myself. I think um, I think it, I think it would be awesome. So I'm going with Holmgren number one for now. And then I like um, I like I like Jabari a little bit more than uh, Benchero. I don't think Ivy is a good fit with Jalen Green um because they're both to shoot first probably so maybe i would go shade and sharp fourth yeah i mean with shade and sharp i mean none of us have seen him play uh if we haven't watched videos so all my knowledge of him comes from just what other people are saying um but i know so many people are like are exceptionally high on him and his talent and he was one of the top recruits going into this uh college class so it's interesting. I guess I guess with the top three, you besides with Jade and Ivy, you um as for the Rockets, they got Jalen Green, but you still are just taking best player available, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you I guess since none of them are point guards besides Ivy. Uh, Jack, are you thinking about fit with Cade or are you kind of thinking about just best player available? Um, yeah, I think fit with Cade, if, you know, depending on what we have on the board is, is the most important thing. So that's why I think also, you know, Jabari obviously has that lob threat. I think that would be uh, an awesome tool mm-hmm. to, to add for Cade. But, uh, and, you know, even though Ivy is like technically, you know, point guard, I think he's, you know, probably the best or one of the best shooters in the draft. And that's something that, uh, you know, we're lacking. So we have a couple of, you know, floor generals uh, with Cade and then begrudgingly Killian Hayes. Uh, <laughs> he has some skills, but uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Ivy just is, you know, super athletic, really good shooter. So. Yeah. I mean, him, he could work next to Cade. Um just because I think Cade is such a good floor general, as you said, and a great mm-hmm. passer that a shoot first kind of combo guard could work. Um, yeah, I think with Detroit, um, and and we'll see with Houston how Jalen Green develops. But Cade has shown enough that you you realize you now have one sure thing piece to build around. Where if they get into the top three this year and they nail it, um. It's off to the races, I think, for Detroit at that point. If if they yeah, it, really hit on this pick, yeah, it's an interesting place to be in because I'm used to uh, <laughs> not that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it'd be really exciting if we get a top three and can pick someone that we're confident can contribute pretty quickly and, and help move along the the rebuild. Uh, but yeah, you know, if we if we if we hit it big, then a couple a couple free agents away from being a real contender. Yeah. In the East. Yeah, and depending on, I mean, Chet is the biggest project, so maybe if they get him, they're waiting a few years. Then 
you know, there's always the Jeremy Grant trade. He's oh, he's he seems to be rumored every day to be in a trade. So I think that's what's going on there. Yeah, Chet would be. I mean, Chet would be such a fun pick, though. Like, I wouldn't be. I would not at all be upset if we mm-hmm. picked Chet Holmgren, but like, I would be worried. But it would be such a fun pick because, like, what if you get like this big goofy unicorn who rains threes? So yeah. So as far as my uh, order of those players goes, I'm also taking Chet number one. I just like the biggest upside. I think. You know, the Knicks uh, should be drafting best player available, and they don't have... I, I love RJ, but they don't have a Cade yet, as far as, like... I don't know. Like, Cade is a higher-tier prospect at this point than RJ, but I love RJ. So I think you you just go for the best player available, and if you if you get number the number one pick, I, I say you swing for the fences, and Chet has the highest upside of anybody. Um, I have Jabari number two and Bancaro three. I don't know why, but I, so, I, I, I'm a little worried about Bancaro. Maybe it's because I think he's such a finished product that, or that like he's, he's, he's maybe such a pure power forward and can't really be a center and a rim protector. But um, I don't know. That's just a feel thing. And then um, number four, as of now, I'll say Jaden Ivey, but I because I haven't really done my research on Shaden Sharp, um, I could definitely be talked into him. But the the Knicks absolutely need a guard; they need a ball handler. So uh, I would be I would be happy moving up to four and getting Jaden Ivey. Um, and then as far as we could talk about now, guys, for like I mean, you guys probably won't go much below five to seven. I guess you won't go with below five to seven. Um, further down for the Knicks, I, I don't think Shaden Sharp will last that long. Uh, I like what I hear about Dyson Daniels. He's another Australian point guard. They seem to just manufacture those big ball handling <laughs> point guards like, uh, Josh Giddy and Ben Simmons, who, you know, despite <laughs> all his problems is definitely a talent. Uh, and then... I, I like Jeremy Sohan on on Baylor. Uh, he seems like a guy who could be a three and D kind of do it all. He just needs to get maybe a little bit better at shooting. Um, yeah, and then other than that, I, I don't really know. But those are those are the two I kind of have my eyes on. Um, John, do you or is there anybody five through seven? Um, assuming Shaden Sharp goes four, who you kind of like? I guess it would just be five, right? It would just be five for um, for the Rockets, but obviously I do like Keegan Murray of as course. an Iowa <laughs> Iowa boy. I would love to. I, I I'm not super super high on him as an NBA prospect, but I would love it if he made it big. So I'm I'm really rooting for him to get on a team that is um, you know functional. Um, so like so not, not the Houston. Kings. <laughs> no, well, not, not, I don't think he'll work yeah. on Houston, right? I don't think he'll, I don't, selection wise, I don't think um, Keegan will come up on uh, Houston's first pick or Houston's second pick. But the, um, but yeah, like I don't want him to end up on the Kings or like right. the Magic or um, something like that. I don't know. I yeah. hope he ends up on a, on a, on a good team. That's, uh, that's the problem with, 
the draft is the teams. If you're really good, the teams at the top of the draft are usually not the best organizations. I, I know, but in this case, I think the, you know, I think the Pistons are doing a lot of things mm-hmm. right. I think OKC is doing a lot of things right. I think yeah. Houston's doing a lot of things right. But I don't know about the Magic or the Kings ever doing anything right. Yeah, the Kings are uh, like right. are now just they are. Um, I, I think they're like the only like purely dumb team left. <laughs> like everybody, every other front office has kind of wisened up a bit at least, except it just doesn't seem like the Kings have. Um, so they're the one team to take advantage of, as we saw with the Tyrese Halliburton trade. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't believe that went down. I know. And I love Sabonis, but it's just like, that's, he was like their one. I mean, I lo- also love Davion Mitchell. So I, was, I think he's still a piece, but um, like Halberton was the one guy I wouldn't trade away if I were the Kings, but they're the Kings. I guess maybe they were anticipating that they would have an option of some really strong guards uh, where they might land in the draft this year. So they were trying to upgrade, you know, at a position where they were weak. That's like the only way that I could think of justifying. Yeah. I mean, they were, they did have a glut of guards um, (laughs) and I guess they couldn't move uh, De'Aaron Fox. So they're kind of stuck with him. Um, Do you, Jack, do you have a, a, like a five through seven? Uh, yeah, Keegan Murray for sure. I mean, like, especially if they're going to move Jeremy Grant for picks, um, I think that would be kind of a natural fit, like obviously much less experience and um, probably right now, you know, less talented player, but uh, if they're able to sign like a vet to slide in there, I think that would be a really good developmental piece um, who could contribute off the bench right away and be, you know, a really strong athlete to have at the position. Uh, I also really like, um, Dyson Daniels, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think if we're not able to get the top three in terms of like forward center or Keegan Murray, like, you know, obviously just get, you know, one of these guards that are available. Um, and I like Australian players because Australian players are like tough. People that play in Australia are very tough. Uh, I've played basketball in Australia and those people don't mess around. They throw their hips <laughs> like bruised. Like seriously, it's a very different, like it's a very aggressive style of basketball. And I think that translates to like a lot of the players that you see. Um, it's prison ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's prison <laughs> ball by like the beach. Right. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. And then uh, what else we got? Hold on. I, I like, I keep forgetting who's even, who's even available at this point. Usually. Um, do, Oh yeah, Benedict Matherin, I think. Mm. Uh, that's that's another guy who like um, I would love to get him. Yeah, because he's got the size and athleticism, and, and I think could be a great shooter uh, that we need. Our GM loves length and athleticism, and we desperately need some shooting. So I think that could be a good pick. Yeah, well, you got Sadiq Bay. You've you've made some good picks recently with Sadiq Bay and Beef Stew, and obviously Cade. Uh, things are yeah yeah he's definitely earned my trust so it's one of those things where it's like i can have my wish list but uh whatever he does uh just trust the process Mm -hmm. well don't don't curse me with that phrase (laughs) all right um while we're waiting for the lottery to get started uh let's talk about the two conference finals matchups um 
I guess go around. Who do you got in the Boston Miami series? Uh, John, I'll start with you. I've been thinking Boston like kind of for a while. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna zag. I'm gonna go with Miami. I yes. I don't I just don't like Boston, and I'm gonna be rooting for Miami. And so, and Boston has like, God, it looks like five years of um, a run at the top I in know. them right now. Whereas, whereas Miami doesn't. So I hope Miami plays with yeah. that sort of urgency, and I hope they I hope they knock them out. We always kind of knew this was coming for Boston, or or thought it was coming. Um, with you know, for so long we said two of the top players under twenty five. Um, but when they'll figure, they got to figure out how to build the team around them, and they're finally there. And it's like, yeah, they're going to have a five year run. Um, Jack, who do you have in that series? Uh, I think it's going to be Boston. I think it's Boston's year. Um, yeah. I would have been shocked if, or you know, my original POV was I would have been shocked if they didn't come out of the East. Oh wow! So I think they're going to take it all. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm rooting for Miami because I hate Boston teams. Um, but, uh, yeah, looks like it's going to be the Celtics. I, yeah, I'll pick Miami. Fuck it. I picked them a couple of <laughs> weeks ago to come out of the East. So I, I think tonight is a, it's a must win for Miami. Cause, uh, oh, yeah. Smart and Horford aren't playing. Um, that even before I knew that, I think it's a must win because of Boston coming off this grueling seven game series. Heat well rested at home. They have to win tonight. Yeah, that legendary Miami home court. Um, yeah, they they do have to they do have to protect. I know they don't have the best fans, but they are gonna like. They've got to win this one. Yeah. They absolutely have to. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's you know they're gonna bring it, so they're they're not gonna be caught sleeping. Um, let's go to. Um, Dallas versus Golden State. Uh, how about those Phoenix Suns? Um, Man, bummer, bummer. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a whole other pod of what do they do? But um, I'm, yeah, they have some interesting decisions to make this summer. Yeah, especially with Aiton. I mean, that's the big one, Aiton. And then it's just like, do you blow it up? Do you retool? Do you? I don't. Know, do you just cry? Because Paul, I mean, Chris Paul, well, he signed a four-year contract. I think he's there two more years after two this one. Season? Okay, two more years. Yeah, I mean, they're in win-now mode for sure, so. Yeah. All right, so. Um, yeah, so who's your pick in Golden State, Dallas? Um, uh, I mean... My head says Golden State. Like mm-hmm. I think they're gonna win. I think everyone's like relatively healthy and back um, for their team, and uh, it's kind of time for them to go back to the top of the Western Conference. But my heart says Dallas because uh, it's so exciting to see Luca finally mm-hmm. kind of advancing in the, in the playoffs, um, and I think that their team is kind of also in win now mode. Like they have some a couple of pieces that might be gone uh, in the off season. So I'd love to see cubes get another championship. I'd love to see, uh, and, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Luca get a Western conference championship. So my pick is the Mavericks. 
Uh, John, while you're making your pick, I'm going to turn on some audio. They're introducing the members of the dais. John, who's your pick? And uh, there's Dame is picking for Portland. Okay. Uh, I'm picking Golden State. Yeah. I think the the party's over for for Dallas. I think they'll win some. I think they'll yeah. put on a good show. But yeah, I think Golden State. Yeah. Um, and had a great season once everybody kind of went down. He showed what he's capable of. Yeah, I'll stick with what I picked thing. a couple of weeks ago, which was Golden State Miami. But that was thinking so that Booker was out, so with, it's you know, it's a little bit of cheating. But uh, I'll stick with that. <laughs> and I think we you know, I'm rooting for Dallas because, and I can't, yes, it's it got to be, to be an official episode of Larry Knows Sports, we got to talk about Frank Nelikina, who had one of his most impactful games ever, or biggest games ever, in game six where he had four steals, one block, another forced turnover that he didn't get a steal, but he just like kind of forced it out of bounds on Chris Paul. He was shutting down Paul, I mean, Paul kind of sucked, but he was shutting down Paul and Booker. He's now their eighth or ninth man, depending on kind of matches matchups. He's, uh, you know, still can't really score, but that's not his job. Uh, I I just I I lo- I'm it makes me so happy that he's 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 doing it he's doing it in real NBA playoff games and is useful. You're like a proud dad. I am. I know. I really feel like that. And uh, I I think he's he's gonna play again in this series. Like it's still not a lot of time. He's gonna get probably William Wesley for the Knicks. Uh, he's gonna get like five minutes a half. Just be like pick up Steph. Full court, just make his life difficult for the next five minutes. He's going to score, but you're going to make him work for it. Yep. Uh, all right. Here's the... WNBA legend Swin Cash Canal and the Pelicans they have more than a 99% chance to receive the Lakers pick that is because of the Anthony Davis trade remember Sacramento they have I don't even know what the acquired two-time all-star deal is how they don't get it but whatever just joined us Portland six-time all-star Damian Lillard is their representative well, yeah Larry uh while, while we have you here I have it on in my uh my background should I be reacting to your audio yeah react to this audio so we're all yeah i don't want to i don't want to spoil anything for anybody yeah. or... oh all right rip let's go all right so you're ahead of me so with your i'm on nick collison for as representing okc there we go hey like... iowa boy all nick right collison. there you go well i'm happy for that to be the one spoiler and now we know that i'm ahead yeah so. <laughs> Jamal Mosley is representing the Magic. Uh, Raphael Stone, GM of the Rockets. Yeah, not super original for the Rockets. Yeah. Um, that is NBA Senior Vice President and Chief Security Officer Leon Newsom. Are they doing it? Escorting the only man in this entire ballroom who knows the results of the draft lottery. That's Peter Rousenbaum from the accounting firm of Ernst and Young, who is delivering the sealed envelopes to the podium. And now the time has come. Here is the NBA Deputy Commissioner and Chief Operating Officer Mark Tatum, who will reveal the lottery picks of the Oh, yeah, sorry. I think I, uh, NBA draft. I took away his moment, but uh, happy to see Thank Richard you, Malika, Hamilton. And good luck, everyone. The 14th pick in the 2022 NBA draft presented by State Farm will go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, that's what we want. The 13th pick belongs to the Charlotte Hornets. 
Okay, okay, nobody. Picking 12th will be. This we want Clippers. The Oklahoma City Thunder. I think that's oh, Clippers. That's Clippers. Yeah, it's Clippers pick. Yeah. All right, not the Knicks. Here we go, 11. Come on. Come on. Pick goes to. New York, New Knicks. York Knicks. All right, at least we didn't move down. Oh, I was, I, I felt it. I felt Number something. Will be made by this awesome. is likely Washington, and Washington Wizards. is Washington. So no moves yet. Okay, number nine would be San Antonio. Goes to the San Antonio Spurs. Yes. The eighth pick will be made by. Should be L.A. slash New Orleans. The New Orleans Pelicans. Yes. New Orleans receives this pick. Nice, you're on it. Because of the Anthony. Both Houston and Detroit looking good. The seventh pick in the NBA draft belongs to. This. The Portland Trail. Ooh, sack moves. Oh. That means that means sack moves up. Okay, so the next one is. Pick number six Indy. goes to. The Indiana Pacers. Oh God. All right, that's Only Houston's top three. Remaining before we know all of the teams in the top four. Oh, not necessarily. I guess not necessarily. It could be, could be four. Yeah. Or the, the five fifth here. Pick will be Wait, made by. No. The Detroit Pistons. Oh man! Oh, sorry, dude. Yeah. That means that we have our four: Sacramento, Oklahoma City, the Magic, and the oh, Rockets. Oh fuck! Coming up. <laughs> the drama it continues, and we sorry, Larry. No, no, you're you're allowed to curse on this. That's next. Oh, uh, that's such a bummer because. Although I was happy to see Rip Hamilton, I was uh, really nervous that they switched it up from having Ben Wallace last year, and we got the first. Ah. Uh, and clearly, that is why uh, we got the fifth pick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so man. You guys are going to give Murray. Um, wow. So so the four are, okay, the four are SAC, OKC, Houston, and Orlando. Um Orlando's getting some luck recently. I guess Jalen Suggs didn't really work out for them too well, but Franz Wagner did. I think uh, Sack needs all the luck they could get. That's why everybody was l laughing. I think Sabonis is there picking for Sacramento, but like when it was Indy's time, they showed him, and that's why everybody laughed. I didn't, I didn't realize that in real time because um, I was just like, oh, yeah, he's still on Indy. Uh, all right, John is. Uh, John is. Oh, uh, I just I don't want four. I I, I mean I'm yeah. cool anywhere in the top three. Um, I'll just take whatever, in the top three. I just don't want. I just don't want four. I think. Um, yeah. I want to go with top three because I I mean Shaden Sharp would probably be four. Yeah. I guess I think the Rockets would probably take Shaden Sharp fourth, but I just the fact that he didn't play last year and all this one. stuff. I'm like. I don't know. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm hoping for a, a sure thing. Um, so I'm hoping for top three. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, one of those three is the top three. And then, like, pair them with Jalen Green. And then it's like, now, yeah, it's things are looking up for Houston. And then take the Nets picks. The, the most interesting one is OKC for me. Because um, they've got, it's like, it, you know, it, they, they get made fun of for tearing it down, but I think they did a great job and had to tear it down based on where Westbrook and, and Paul George were. 
then it got a little crazy of how many picks they collected. But they they have they have a nice team and they have two real pieces in SGA and uh, Josh Giddy. Pair them pair them with one of those top three guys. Uh, yeah, now Larry, don't don't forget they didn't have to tear it down when they had James Harden. That's they, true. Uh, yeah. They they cheaped out of playing the luxury tax because they're a garbage organization. <laughs> or they're 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 a garbage team in a garbage city that has a great fan base and a wonderful GM. Um, yeah, and like they should never have been stolen from Seattle. True, and that's it. And they're you know they're they're doomed to like run this hamster wheel of um, second round picks uh, forever as far as, uh, as far as I'm concerned. So they'll get close. They'll get close. But then just like Sisyphus, that boulder's going to roll back down the other side of the hill. They're like, all right, I guess we got luxury tax. Oh. <laughs> the luxury tax boulder. Once it's time to, once it's time to pay Giddy and Chet, cause they're going to get Chet. Uh, they'll have to trade SGA. They might trade SGA actually because of the timelines, depending on, depending on how things go. But, um, you are right that they are a garbage ownership. Uh, city, I've never been, so I can't comment. They're not bad. It's not a bad city. It's just yeah. a just a sprawling yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. I mean, it's it's actually not that different than like Houston right. or Atlanta or Jacksonville, one of these like southern cities that just stretches forever. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Seattle because yeah, I. Uh, I was in the shower earlier today and I thought nice. to myself out of nowhere, what if the supersonics were still a team? And what if the Nets were still in New Jersey? Where would we be as a civilization? Wow. Totally different. And both, in, both involve, people. both involve Kevin Durant. Oh my gosh. Yes. You're right. Um, like two ends of the Kevin yeah. Durant multiverse. I think I think that Seattle would still have Durant, Westbrook, and Harden, and uh, oh, and, yeah. and Westbrook would be and like happy to play off ball and work on his shooting, uh, a good free throw shooter. And I would probably still live in Seattle. Yeah, that's that's the problem. We and uh, <laughs> you would never have met your wife, you'd never <laughs> have gone to grad school. And I think, but uh, New Jersey would New Jersey would be the same. <laughs> basically all right so did you think of them okay we're gonna we're back to the drawing did you think of the of seattle because the shower and the rain uh no i'm actually thinking of moving to washington so it's i think oh. where are you right now you're in virginia yeah okay all right, here we go. The fourth pick in the 2022 NBA draft presented by State Farm goes to the Sacramento Kings. All right. Just what they need, another guard, Zach. The Houston Rockets. Ah, okay, okay. I said I'd take whatever, so i Three, I'll take top it. three. You got top three. Appreciate it. The Oklahoma City Thunder, and that means that the first pick in the 2022 NBA draft goes to the Orlando Magic. Oh, unbelievable! Ah! Unbelievable! Have been awarded the first pick. <sighs> Unreal! Another top-tier talent to die. To die in Orlando. <laughs> All right, so who, if you were Orlando, 
2004, so they have a little experience with this. Only the Cavaliers have picked it number one overall more often in the lottery era. That's since 19. Then Orlando, they're saying. Yeah. The Magic, they have won it. And here comes Mike Schmitz. Let's get it over to you, Mike, standing by with our winner. Woo. Yeah. Jamal. Yes. Yeah. I mean, first-year head coach last year, a, a lot of young talent on this team. I know before this, you made a little swap as well. We weren't originally planning to be up here. Uh, the good luck is, is on your side. I guess, what does this mean for the franchise? I mean, the fans, the, the organization, it's so exciting. They don't it's have such, any so fans. Much to look forward to with this organization, no. with this group and this fan base. It's going to be special. Special indeed. Congratulations <sighs> to the Orlando Magic. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, if you're Orlando, who do you take? Jack. Trade. Trade down? I trade down. I mean, you have Mo Bamba at center. That's true. You have, Actually, I think he's a free agent to be, or a restricted free agent. Match whatever offer he gets. True. Yeah, he's so he's so good. So, like, are you going to get uh, Chet at number one? Are you going to – I mean, you could get Jabari. I think Jabari probably makes the most sense for them um, if they're going to pick someone. But why not – why not – Trade to the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> Why not? For you know? uh, the number five pick in Sadiq Bay. Yeah. Oh, God. No. <laughs> I mean, are you, are you going to pick Paolo at one? I mean, Jabari probably makes the most sense for him. That would be, I'll lock that in as my, as my prediction is mm -hmm. Jabari. John, who would you take? I think they're going to, I think they'll take Jabari. Yeah. Um, I think he makes again. I think he makes the most sense there, and I just feel bad for the guy. I mean, what did he ever do to deserve this? <laughs> right. Besides, kind of suck in the NCAA tournament, but that was maybe more his guards. I don't know. Yeah. Um, That's the Canes. Yeah, but but yeah. Now I'm kind of psyched. I'm kind of psyched for the Rockets because they can't. It's have the third pick in a three in a three player draft. Yeah. You don't get blamed. Yeah. You, you can't you can't make a mistake. So you just uh -huh. you're like the Sonics taking Kevin Durant. It's like, oh well, you know, other yeah. guys got <laughs> Greg Oden. So, you know, we'll just take this other guy. Um, yeah. So I, I think and I think Holmgren will still be on the on the table because I mean again, we're talking about Jabari going there. But um oh, but Holmgren, but no, Holmgren then is definitely gonna go to OKC, OKC we'll right? So the Thunder pick. Yeah, so he's Such basically definitely. So it, it'd be Ben Carroll. That's fine. It'll That's be fine. Ben Carroll, ben especially Carroll. because I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. He's Chet. If, if I mean, if Chet is on the board at number two, OKC is going to take him because he's the most that is a project. So it's like, all right, we get to tank another year. So so unless someone trades with the Magic and takes yeah. him ahead. So basically, there's no way yeah. the. Rockets can get Holmgren at this point. So that's fine, too, because, you know, again, I would just be worried. Yeah, you'd just be worried about that, so those 7-3 knees. Um, I, I, I mean, I would take Chet if I were Orlando. Um, I think no matter what, Mo Bamba's mm. gone. Not that he's... What if you just, what if you just make everyone think you're going to take Chet so OKC sends you, like, 10 second-round picks? That's, yeah. Or something <laughs> like that. You could, you could do something like that. You could do something mm -hmm. like that. I don't think Orlando's going to be very savvy, though. They haven't right, been traditional. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Givney's updated mock draft. It has Jabari Smith going to number one to the Magic. Chet Holmgren going two to the Thunder. 
Bancaro going three to the Rockets. Sharp, Shannon Sharp going to the Kings. I I mean, if if Sac, that would be nice for Sacramento. Um, and then Keegan Murray going to your Pistons, Jack. I would be happy with that. I'd be psyched. Yeah. Uh, that, I think that's and he, he could be reunited with Luca Garza. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh my God! Oh, Forget wow. it. The Pistons are going to be stacked. Oh, oh yeah. man! All they, they need to just guy. pick off Wieskamp because he's if he doesn't get a yeah, renewed second, yeah, if San doesn't renew him, like like the Pistons can throw out just Big Ten Player of the Year after Big Ten Player of the Year. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, Keegan Murray didn't win. I don't think, but he if, should. Yeah, if you don't end up trading. That's such a tough call about like that pick. Yeah, Keegan Murray is sick, and I, I really would want him, but like, I do think. Jaden Ivey is going to be special. And he's such a crazy athletic mm-hmm. guard who can shoot well. Uh, not like, you know, not lights out, but shoots very well. And that's something that we need. Um, kind of. I desperate. mean, he's got, he's got a nose for the basket. He's, he's impressive. Yeah. And I, I, I watched him play a couple times. I like, I like him. Also a big 10 guy. So yeah, big 10. Yeah. Maybe he was the big 10 player of the year. I think, or, or was it Johnny Davis? I don't remember. I think, yeah, it's probably Johnny Davis. So I think it was Johnny Davis. So Big Ten was, uh, yeah, they had, they had a lot of good guys last year. Yeah. Of course, it did not show in the NCAA tournament. No, but it that's, did not. Okay. But that's, uh, yeah. What can you do? Um, and then Keegan Murray, um, if he's in Detroit, he's not too far from Iowa, and he could do some, like, twin games where he subs in for his brother, and it's like this NBA <laughs> player playing in college. Love that. All right, um, so congrats, John. You're the big winner tonight. Um, Thank you. Congrats Thank to you. any Magic. I don't know anybody who's a Magic fan. Uh, OKC, <laughs> our friend Joseph, congrats to him. And congrats to Marcus for getting the number four pick. I think that's a nice outcome for Sacramento. Yeah, true. And so my condolences, Jack. I mean, not terrible. You could have gotten all the way down to seven. Um, yeah, it's not the worst it could have been. And you know what? Now they don't have to <laughs> belabor a choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Think of it I'm that way. I'm trying to come up with something. Yeah. You History will be on their side. You know, they won't have to worry about picking the wrong guy in the top three and then watching him, you know, the other guy crush it. That's so. true. You don't want what uh, a lot of the league is doing with Luca, what three teams are doing with Luca Gar- uh not Luka Garza, Luka Doncic right now. <laughs> what 25 teams are doing with Luka Garza. Oh, yeah, man. the rest of the league is about to be feeling that with Garza yeah. in a couple more years. Let me yeah. think of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's a prediction. I uh, love that dot. <laughs> she just shoots it from the apex of, oh, the, yeah. of his wingspan. Yeah. They should hire his dad as the team doctor. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Good stuff. All right. Uh, Jack, anything to plug before we get out of here? Oh, Larry, absolutely not. You know what? I just <laughs> want to plug good vibes. Yeah. That's a, that's a good plug. Listening, just, just hope you have some good vibes. And plug Seattle, Washington, because maybe you'll be moving there. Yeah, I like to plug uh, the wonderful city of Tacoma, Washington. All right, Tacoma. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 40 minutes south. Uh, of you know, you know what Tacoma is best known for? I mean, there's the Tacoma Dome, but then Whoa. 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, really? 
Oh, that was uh, set in Tacoma. I know that set in Tacoma. Oh, I have to watch that and get some super uh, relevant references. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. definitely watch it and make it before you make a decision. Hey, Um, has anybody seen Jennifer Love Hewitt around anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) What is the Tacoma Dome? I don't know. It's just like uh, it's uh, it's off. It's a it's a dome stadium. I don't even know who played there. I think it was probably some, uh, probably like a minor league baseball team. Yeah, I was about to say. I oh, what there is the rain year, the rain years. Oh, maybe yeah, that's it. Years. Maybe that's it. Because, because yeah, because that whole area is called like you know it's Seattle Tacoma and the airport SeaTac. Yeah, you know, and then um, but Tacoma is definitely the industrial. It's like the it's like the the Jersey City or whatever to um, Seattle's Manhattan. Right. Um, or more like the Newark, I guess. Too. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna we're gonna stick with Jersey City. <laughs> no, Tacoma's great though. Tacoma's great. Seattle's great. I love the weather in the Northwest and the hiking. If you're into hiking, um, yeah, that's why that's one of the big draws. Uh, the Olympic Peninsula is just it's incredible. So, I say do it. Wow, lots of plugs for the Pacific Northwest. It goes with the whole Chet Holmgren theme. All right, and um, I, of course, am at Larry the Athlete on all social media. You can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder.